We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mitch got a guard against the three. Garland steps back, misses that. Barrett couldn't get it. Mitchell steps back, quickly throws it up. That's no good. Rebound Brunson, and that'll do it. A grinded out defensive battle. What a gut check win for the Knicks. After that horrific second half yesterday afternoon against Dallas, a defensive gem here tonight against one of the best teams in the NBA. All righty. Well... They won. <laughs> they won. They won. They won. They won the game. Um, Knicks win by a final score that was very, very different from the final score of uh, yesterday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. I don't even know what the hell the final was. Uh, 92 to 81. Um, I, <laughs> I don't really know how I, how to, how to describe this game. It's funny, like but doing this for whatever it is now going on four years. And like, I'm usually, I usually come out of a game and I feel pretty strongly about something. I have a pretty set opinion about what the game means or what it doesn't mean. Or obviously wins are usually very happy occasions for me, for anybody who's watched this, uh, these things for a while. And yet, even after that win, even after, I mean, I guess it was their best defensive performance of the season. You know, the numbers would certainly say so. 81 points. Um, you know, was it a lot of just bad Cleveland shooting? That's the thing. That's why I feel like this game is such a... This is a tough game to talk about because it really is, I think, in a lot of ways, like a Rorschach test for you as a fan. Um, all of us as fans. And like what we what we see, what we want to see what we're hoping for. I mean, I, I guarantee you, I'm sure that there are people watching this right now who are actually really pissed that they won because they feel like it's just holding off the inevitable um, of, uh, you know, changes being made. And like part of me, I'm not pissed that they won. I'll never be pissed that they win a game, but I, I, I don't feel like it would be appropriate to come on here and start, you know, being jubilant about, you know, Oh, you know, they showed their character tonight and, um, you know, clearly there is fight in this in this team and and, you know, the culture is strong and the whole thing like. I, I think there's some of that to be sure, but like anyone who watched the first half, um, especially knows that those a lot of the cast three pointers were just they were bricks, you know, um, much like the Mavs were bricking a lot of shots in their first half yesterday. I guess the difference in the game was the Knicks did come out of the third quarter with like a requisite effort and they did, you know, play. They were the harder playing of the two teams coming out of the gate. Um, you know, would would things have changed had the Cavs maybe hit a couple of more threes and put the pressure on the Knicks next? And would the Knicks have folded? I don't know. Maybe. But we'll never know. We'll never know the answer to that question. So I guess it doesn't pay to even ask it. I mean, the one thing I will say just from a not that I ever feel very comfortable talking X's and O's, but you know, the whole bet of a Thibodeau defense. And that's really what the conversation has been about over the last 24 hours is like the wisdom of, of continuing to employ a coach who um, uses a, a defensive system that tends to be just incredibly prone to breakdowns. Thibodeau's bet is, you know, and any coach who runs this sort of scheme 
is that there are going to be a lot more nights like this than nights like there were against Dallas and against um, Boston and against Cleveland the first time, all of which they gave up an obscene number of threes. And most of the time, if, you know, even if teams are hot from deep, it's not going to result in, you know, 23, 24, 25, 26 threes. It's more going to result in, you know, something under 20 at the very least. And that there are going to be nights if you give up the right sorts of threes and it's a defense that's more designed to give up above the break threes than, than corner threes, certainly, even though they do give up a lot of corner threes. We know some of the reasons for that, um, you know, that eventually the odds are going to play out in your favor. And that's Thibodeau's bet. And that bet is being tested this year. And they'll they'll obviously go up a little bit in the defensive rating rankings, but I don't I don't know that I feel comfortable saying after this game like oh you know what that Thibodeau defense man proved proved him uh, proved him all wrong it's he's, he's still got it yeah I don't I don't know about that um, as far as their effort again I, I I do think they they you know they played hard they played pretty well um, in some aspects of the game they played atrociously in other aspects of the game I thought the offense tonight was very clunky. I mean, they definitely won this game with defense, which is a good sign. Uh, a lot of, I mean, the traveling calls were just absurd for anybody who may be listening to this tomorrow. The Knicks set a record for the season. Knicks and Cavs combined, excuse me, set a record for the season with uh, 13 traveling violations, which is two more than the previous high of any game in the NBA this season. There were a bunch of additional turnovers. Um, it was an ugly game, to be clear. It was an ugly game. That said, the Knicks did some things well. They were... All of the guys who you expected to come in and play big time defense came in and played big time defense. Emmanuel quickly, um, Quentin Grimes, and Deuce McBride. You know, and that's the other that's the other part of the Rorschach test for a game like tonight, right? Is what do you take from the rotation decisions that were made off of a loss? It, after which. I, I think everybody agreed that like if the, let's put it this way, if the Knicks had come out and had another game like they did against the Mavs, I would be I'd be really glued to my phone right now waiting for the inevitable like, you know, the Knicks of the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau have agreed to part ways as or, you know, as head coach or so, some such thing. Um, that's how close it felt like we were getting. So the decisions that were made tonight, uh, let's just go through them real quick and then. We'll get to the super chats after this. Uh, no Derek Rose. Now, Steve Popper sent out an interestingly worded tweet, and I'm not I'm not putting this on on Steve at all. I, I imagine this my my guess is that this came from Nick's PR, but I, I can't say that for certain. So I, I shouldn't probably say anything. But it was ba- the tweet was basically like Rose is resting on the second night of a back to back unless they need him. Like he's available if they need him. But otherwise, he's resting. Well, like you're either available, you're rest. You're either available and you're out of the rotation, or you're resting. I don't know this like resting when he's available if they need him. I don't know about any of that nonsense. Like I, I have a feeling that 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 was just laying the groundwork to try to to try to avoid any uncomfortable, um, you know, questions and any pressers today, tomorrow, you know, moving forward. Um, the fact remains that that Derek Rose has had the opportunity to play in three second nights of back-to-backs this season, and he has played in every one of them. The only back-to-back he didn't play in was when he was injured a week or two ago. So Derek Rose didn't play. Um, Cam Reddish did not play. I I think this was the first time this season where a player. I mean. I don't know. Again, what do you make of it? Cam Reddish was, and I, and I got a little bit of criticism, I think correctly so, for taking it a little bit easy on Cam after the Dallas game. Cam was the worst player on the floor against Dallas, to be very clear. And I was like, well, he's been doing everything he's asked to do, and you know, I, I feel for him and the whole thing. I didn't give enough credence to just how atrocious he was against the Mavs. Um, well, someone who did give some credence to how atrocious he was against the Mavs, apparently, was Tom Thibodeau, because he didn't get his ass off the bench once this year, or this, this game. Um, was that more of a cam thing? Was that Tibbs being like, if I'm going out, I'm going out on my terms with a nine-man rotation and with guys who I know they may make shots, they may miss shots, but other than that, I know what I'm getting from them. Maybe. Maybe it was more that than anything to do with cam. Um, maybe the, the organization felt like, yeah, we've run this cam thing for as long as we can, we can do it and we're just, the ups and downs are not worth the havoc that it's wrecking on, on our season. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I could tell you. I would not be surprised to hear Cam's name 
pop up in, in trade rumors between, I mean, obviously he didn't get off the bench. So the notion that they wouldn't look to move him is crazy. Anyway, so no cam, no Rose deuce in great defense. The offense, like usual, not really there, which is to say not there at all. And please, 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 please stop with the G league stuff. I could care less if he breaks the G league scoring record. I don't care at this point. Do it in NBA games. Um, that said, Deuce, a helpful piece tonight because nobody was good on offense and he was outstanding on defense, which they needed. Um, and then there was Obi. Obi, only seven minutes in the first half, 13 total minutes for the game. Hardenstein, 14 minutes for the game. Deuce, 16 minutes for the game. I mean, Tibbs wrote all of his starters and Emmanuel quickly. That's basically how it went tonight. Quentin Grimes played 40 for defensive purposes mostly because his offense was off probably as much as anyone's. Um. And then R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, after 20 minutes in the first half, the arguably the worst half of basketball we've seen from him, maybe all season, maybe maybe there are some other close ones because God knows he's had some atrocious games, um, only saw 11 minutes in the second half. Again, how do you read that? Do you read that as like, what the hell is Tibbs doing? Like, you know, it's, the, it's what I said a few weeks ago. All animals are equal. Some animals are more equal than others. Well, there was R.J. Barrett having the worst half of anybody in the building, the worst half of any NBA player uh, playing basketball tonight and he got 20 out of 24 minutes in the first half, second half only 11 minutes. Is that, is that accountability? Is that Quentin Grimes um, or Tibbs knowing he needed Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel quickly out there for as many minutes as possible to guard against that dangerous Cavs backcourt? Maybe quickly played an outstanding game. And then quickly was probably the best player of the game tonight for the Knicks. I don't know. How do you choose to see it? Um, And then the OB thing, I'll end with that, and then we'll get to the super chats. Um, I I refuse to believe this team is not going to explore a Julius Randall trade at some point, perhaps in the near future. That's my belief. I can't sit here and tell you I have that on any concrete knowledge. That is my belief. That's what I. That is what I choose to believe. How about that? There's one. That is what I choose to believe. So, and Randall was not good on defense tonight, just like he wasn't good on defense last night, just like he is almost never good on defense. So, like, the 13 minutes for Obi tonight. By the way, we had some nice Obi minutes. Um, I'm choosing, choosing, me, me, Jonathan Macri, choosing to believe that they are going to continue to ride Randall the amount that they've been riding him because there is a trade coming. But that's a me thing. If you don't believe that or if you don't want to believe that and you want to be um, critical, perhaps, of the amount of minutes that Randall got tonight, that's fine, too. Uh, I think that's it. I I feel like we're this game is like an interlude or something between like main acts of a play. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they come out against Atlanta. Very curious to see what they do moving forward from there. There are there are some winnable games coming up. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like everybody else. I'm curious to see what happens with this team. Like th- tonight did not diminish my curiosity. If anything, tonight piqued my curiosity even more about the different directions that they could go because it's not like one win is going to solve all the issues that we've been talking about. And it's just a matter of how they go about solving the issues that remain. I think that's it Um, for me. Let's get to the super chats uh, before or first, obviously Uh, we have a reminder from our friends at WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100, download bet win. I have a funny feeling that there is someone who may have made his way over to the WinBet app before this game, someone who's watching right now, I'm not going to call him out, and may have placed a few dollars on the Donovan Mitchell over points total, which I think he said was 26 and a half. Donovan Mitchell finishes with 23 on 2 of 11 from 3 and 8 of 22 overall. It's a bad beat. It's a bad beat. I don't know if it technically is a bad beat, but it feels like a bad beat. As Andrew types in the chat, I don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm not. I wasn't talking about you, Andrew. I'm talking about someone else who, who uh, again, so sh- shall remain nameless. Although maybe if you if you uh, hit the over two on that on the on your on your pregame bet, I don't. I'm not sure. Did you? Betting and sweating had the there's 25 and a half. Oh, so if that last nonsense nothing three went down, you would have gotten the over. Yep. Horrific couple nights for the betting and sweating crew. So as we spin it, always uh, time to start fading us. Um, on the pregame show. So tune in before every game and hear our betting and sweating picks and uh, react accordingly. Um, hopefully, if the strategy stays true, just pray that there's 11 travels or 13 travels and that'll help you bet against us. What a um, wild fucking game. I'm sorry. I just had to say that again. What a weird, weird, not wild, weird game. I don't know how to... like. We've got a ton of Super Chats coming in because I think everybody expected this to have a different tone yes. tonight, but like, I can't say... Oh, like me to have a different tone? No, or, like the oh, whole the thing. Yeah, okay. like, I yeah, think everybody right. thought there'd be breaking news coming after this game. Well, yeah. And so everybody's kind of confused. That, <laughs> like, so yeah. now what? Do we just pray yeah. that, that on, thir- on Wednesday the Hawks also travel a bunch and then there'll be no rhythm to the game and as a result... The Knicks can win by a low-scoring ninety-style uh, victory. Let's just let's give before we go to the super chats. Let's just give credit where credit is due. The Knicks just won a game in which they shot seventeen percent from deep. They were five of twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Like they did not have it tonight from deep. They were probably tight. The shots looked. The, the, these shots weren't even close that they were throwing up. These were like hellaciously bad. Misses some of them. Grimes over four. McBride McBride over four. Randall one for seven. Um, just really not good stuff. You know they were they barely topped forty percent overall. Uh, and they they won the game. Like it it's not all the Cavs traveling stuff. Like the Knicks it's not went out the, and won a game. Not yeah. at all the all the the Cavs traveling. I agree. Do you think it was the Cavs just having an off night, or was this the Knicks defense that forced an eighty one point performance? This is the first time this season. That the Knicks allowed less than 101 points. I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's probably a little bit more Cavs missing shots and Cavs not being very good. But you know what? You need to like maybe not as much the Knicks, but we we see defensive performances every night in the NBA where teams walk into a building and they know they're gonna have the opportunity to eventually figure it out. And I do think for as much as there were some of the usual bugaboos, there were some some open-ish shots in the first half there and, and throughout the game. The Knicks did like... At, Quentin Grimes, I, I'll say the three names again. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Deuce Pride. Those three guys make your life a pain in the ass. And the fact that, I, you know, if there's a symbolic figure for this game, I think it's Deuce McBride. He played mm-hmm. 16 minutes. Like the difference between 16 minutes worth of Deuce McBride's defense and 16 minutes of Derrick Rose's defense is just night and fucking day. And then when you go 40 minutes Grimes, 24 minutes quickly, that's right there 80 minutes of just as good a backcourt defense as, as you're going to find in the league, pretty much mm-hmm. close to it. That, you know, and against those guards, yeah, like I don't think it's a complete coincidence that Garland was 5 of 19 and Mitchell was 8 of 22. Well, so, like, if if this is the plan he's going with, I'm very curious to see what it does with Trey and Dejounte Murray on on Wednesday. Because yeah, and he lives to yeah. fight another day, you know. And good for him. Yes. All right, let's get let's get to super chats. Um, thanks everybody. Shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to everybody who has not yet given up on this team. I love you. Kevin Nanashevsky starts us off speechless. The complete reverse of yesterday. The defense was fantastic all around. Maybe give a little bit too much credit there, Kev, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna uh, criticize anyone for being a little too high on, on, you know, these sorts of things. I love Rose and Deuce needs to hit a shot, but um, give this rot a shot. <laughs> it's an inside joke for anyone, anyone who was on the subscriber uh, KFS newsletter subscriber halftime Zoom. Um, yeah, I mean, like, let, let's just talk about the Rose thing an extra second since Kev brought it up. There's no reason for Derek Rose to be in this rotation anymore. Like he's having a really bad offensive season. Is there a chance he turns it around? I'm sure there is. I'm sure he's going to get better. He's not part of your future. He maybe shouldn't even be part of your present. Like Deuce McBride, I will say this for him. And again, I don't want to hear about the G League stats. I don't care about the G League stats, but it must be really hard for a guy to come in and get any sort of a rhythm when he's not 
a a natural shooter and be like a rotation player. So like, I don't know what would Deuce McBride do if he got 16 minutes a game for 10 or 20 or 30 consecutive games. And more importantly for the Knicks, and this is the overall arching overarching theme. What the hell have you got to lose? That's that. Thanks, Kev. Uh, Will Oliver. It felt like the Cavs beat themselves, but a win is a win. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, again, it's so funny that the first two comments are kind of diametric opposites, you know? Um, and I think, as usual, the truth lies somewhere in between. But thanks, Will. That's that's fair. Dom the Dentist, what's going on, my man? Good to hear from you. Been a while since I hopped on, but always watch. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hope you guys are good. Clearly, all is well now and nothing to see here, right? <laughs> Hashtag extend tips. Yes, lifetime contract for Tom Thibodeau. Um, all right, now here's an update. Tom Thibodeau says Derek Rose not playing tonight was the second night of a back-to-back thing. Sounds like it was a one-game thing. Wanted to give Rose an extra night off. Um, I completely... I, I mean, that's... Just, why? It's why? What's the point? What's the point? I, I, I that, that really frustrates me. Now, you want to tell me that there's a Derek Rose trade coming? It's already been reported that they've discussed Derrick Rose with teams. Um, what's today? December something. <laughs> it's, just, it's December something. December 4th. So December 15th is 11 days away. Um, I, I don't know. Would I... Would, would I would, if, if, but if, if this is like a permanent thing, if he stays in the rotation moving forward with the defensive issues this team has, I just like... Like, what are you doing? And I don't know if that's a tips thing. I don't know if that's an organizational thing. I don't know. I don't know. Again, what 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 do you see when you look at the situation? Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? Looks like Mitchell saved Tibbs' job today, all according to plan. But if Tibbs' way of playing for his job is a combined cam plus OB 13 minutes and subbing RJ for IQ, I'd rather they end it fast. Hashtag JB is him. Um, so... I, well, a couple things. So, RJ Barrett, I think, gets way too many minutes. I'll just, uh, so it sounds like I'm in disagreement with you there. Based on how he's played this year, I think he's gotten way too many minutes. And I think that is because they want to, well, they think playing in more minutes is probably going to help him right the ship. They want to show him that they have confidence in them. And I think more importantly, around the league, they want to show everybody like, oh, nothing to see here. Just a guy going through a slump. We haven't, you know, we don't have any kind of lack of faith in what he is or what he could be. I think if you're really a strong organization, and I think if you really have trust throughout top to bottom, locker room, front office, the whole thing, if a guy's struggling and a guy's playing badly, you don't play him as much. <laughs> You know, and it doesn't, you don't care what appearances are because you're just worried about what's going on in house. And like, I've wondered all season, like when RJ gets these, these unending leashes, and then you have other guys who are like doing things that RJ's not doing, good things. Like, what message does that send? It's the same shit that we've been talking about with Randall, except now it translates to RJ. So I don't, I don't know. As far as Cam and Obi are concerned, again, like Cam was awful last game. You know, I, I could I could sit here and tell you like that's a great sign that they're holding a player accountable because he was so bad. Other people like you, Ryan, are going to be like, that's an atrocious move. Cam's a young player. He had a bad game. It happens. Go back out there and run him out. But again, I I I don't. It, it you see what you want to see, and your opinion is what your opinion is. There's there's I don't think there's any right and wrong with any of this stuff. It's just there's just a lot of different ways to view these things right now. Um, Guy Huber then what's going on uh, 27 years a fan I'm 38 one year younger than me Guy Huber incredibly conflicted yeah I mean you both proud of the effort but every time there's a lane to pull this band-aid off they save Tibbs they need to let go of the rope and uh, get us all this ride um, get us off this ride I guess um, it, <sighs> it's just me the, of the of the list of things that are bothering me about this team and this franchise where they're at right now, up and down, like 
Tibbs remaining the coach is not the thing that is dampening my particular enthusiasm nearly as much as some other things. And that is mostly related to the decision-making of the front office. It's related to how certain guys have played this year, you know, um, and whether or not I believe that there are turnarounds coming for, for some of those guys and what is the front office's plan to deal with all that stuff? And like, are they like, what, what's the point of all this? Like, what, what like, what are we doing here? Like, are they going to trade Emmanuel quickly because they feel like they can give value for him? Like, all of those sorts of things are worrying me and like diminishing my overall enthusiasm for this season and this team far more than the fact that Tibbs is the coach. Like, but, but I, I, again, I understand I'm in the minority on that. And a lot of people are just like, I can't wait till Johnny Bryan takes over because I'm sick of the same shit. And if that's your opinion, that's fine. Um, but you know, Tibbs proved tonight, like at the very least, he's still capable of coaching a team to a win. Uh, I don't know. What do you do with that? I don't really know. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. 
I am not buying anything with this team right now. More importantly, what is your favorite pasta dish and why? Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, very fair comment. One, two. My favorite pasta dish traditionally was always a good dish in Yoki. Um, there was a place. Man, I wish I remembered the name of the place. It was on New York Lane in Staten Island. A uh, place my mom and I used to go to for dinner a lot that made their gnocchi with uh, pink sauce and melted mozzarella, like little balls of melted mozzarella with with the gnocchi. Unbelievable. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, so a good dish, dish of gnocchi is probably my my go-to. Um, yeah. Easy one. Thank you. Now I'm hungry. Hannibal Miles. Is this a short-term win or a long-term loss? Yeah, that's kind of the that's what I said at the at the top. Like, you know, different people are going to feel different ways about this thing. A win is nice, but I don't really like shortening the rotation as the answer to every problem, i.e. no cam. I'm, I'm curious how many people out there. I, I guess the cam hive is, is pretty alive and well and maybe bigger than I give it credit for. Um, and I was all over cam early this season. But every time I, I wrote multiple newsletters about him, every, I talked him up and down on this on this post game. I hope I always couched it properly with. He has to keep doing it, you know. He has to keep doing it, and we gotta. He has to prove it by playing this way consistently. And like, I think he's done a pretty good job of that. Done a pretty good job. The effort that he came out with in Dallas was worrisome. Should one guy get a guy pulled out of the rotation? That's why. Again, to me, it's not. It's not that simple because I think, and they showed us this on the West Coast trip. They want to go with the nine-man rotation. They went with the 10-man rotation because they had Cam and they didn't. They wanted to continue playing Cam and Grimes because obviously Grimes is going to be in the rotation. So they were like, let's give it a shot. And I think when you combine that Cam is kind of falling back a little bit, and I'm not just talking about the Dallas game. I'm talking about, you know, I guess it's three games really since injury. I haven't been, none of them have been great or there've been moments that you don't like, you know, I don't know. And it may also have to do with the fact that they are kind of ready to move on from him as a player. And they don't feel like continuing to play him for whatever trade value stuff that does. Oh my God. Look at my mother. My mother is watching and just texted me the name of the restaurant. Brioso. Thank you, mom, for watching. And for giving me that reminder, boy, what world is this? Anyway, I think they're, I think they've internally decided to move on from Cam. That was a funny moment. Uh, and it's just a matter of time. Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Manning win. Yes, good word for it. Love the deuce move. Didn't miss D-Rose. We got lucky. Don't see this team repeating this performance. The Cavs were awful. I'll take the win, but uh, RJ and Julius were horrific in the first half. Uh, I thought RJ, RJ, don't I don't put anybody in the same sentence as RJ Barrett in how he played. Like there are bad halves of basketball by high usage guys, and then there are halves of basketball that high, by high usage guys that make it look like they have money on the other team. And when RJ Barrett has a bad half of basketball, and he's had I don't know, I've lost track this year, but he's had a number of them. It really does look like he has money on the other team. Either that, or the monsters have stolen his soul, and he's playing like you know, Sean Bradley post soul snatch from that uh, delightful children's movie, which I know Andrew loves. Um, like his, his bad halves are just are, are on, are on a different level. And it, it was tonight, which is why, you know, all of the, all of the lovely apology note folks after every, every time, um, you know, RJ has a, a half like he did in the second half tonight where he could walk and chew gum at the same time. And, you know, doesn't doesn't trip over his own feet when he farts. Um, ease up because the bad is horrendous. So the good should be like <laughs> his good halves should be like thirteen or fourteen from the field with like twelve assists and 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 fifteen rebounds. You know, to balance out the bad ones. But I'm a hater, so. Greg Moran, what's going on, Greg? Uh, the Knicks broke a six-game losing streak for my teams, which included a World Cup loss and the Knicks themselves. Thanks, Knicks. Thanks, Jalen Brunson. It's more fun to win. I thank you, Greg. I like that comment. I like the energy of that comment. Let's just enjoy the win. Can we just enjoy a win? That's what I kind of want to do. 
Um, Tibbs apparently praised Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, and Emmanuel quickly for their defense of um, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Josh Kyle, what's going on, Josh? A fire Tibbs still. I test says players are tuning him out, in my opinion. The July trade for Donovan Mitchell, RJ Toppin, and Grimes with three firsts doesn't look bad at all. Um, I don't know if that was ever a trade. I think I, I think you're confusing a couple different trades there. I don't think they ever needed to include Toppin and Grimes. And I don't think they ever needed to include Grimes and three firsts. I think it was RJ Grimes and two firsts. Um, probably RJ Toppin and maybe three firsts, although I don't know if that trade was ever reported. That was the early one, right? The the beginning of the of July trade that Woj reported after the fact. I think Mitch was in that trade as well. Um Julius Randle said, hopefully we could force some more travels after this game. Uh, Yushen Zhu, uh, the rest of the league collectively thinks they are better off with Tibbs coaching the Knicks. I rest my case. Um, I mean, maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. Um, I would argue that the reaction around the league, if Tibbs gets fired, is going to be um, not his fault. You know? But I think that's probably the reaction when most coaches get fired. In fairness. Uh, Hush Zoo, I'm just disgusted at this win. Man, that's talk about harsh. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't care if I'm miserable. I need something to trigger a legit change for this team. We can't keep going on like this. I, I, again, I'm, I'm guess, I guess I'm just curious about the what the this is. I mean, if you're that upset about the defensive scheme and you want him fired because you want a defensive scheme, that's that's fine. Um, are people really that upset that Cam Reddish didn't play tonight? I don't know. I To me, it's like Guy played like crap, and I, I never, I never, I never felt watching like to me the the camp stuff this year was always like it was interesting enough for me to want to see more. And yet, as I sit here and I say it was interesting enough for me to want to see more, we're talking about a guy who shot who's shooting like thirty one or thirty two percent from deep on the year, which like. If he doesn't hit threes, he's not that interesting of a player. Now, a lot of those were of the above the break threes, and he's been good from the corners. Um, and obviously, the defense has been really, really good. Although, even there, you know, when you try to put him on the point of attack, we see his limitations. So it's like interested enough to see more, want to see more. Would be cool if we got to see more. If we don't see more, like I, I'm not heartbroken. So I don't know. What is it? Is it about the rotations? Is it about? The defensive scheme, is it about just like you're just sick of Tibbs and you just want to change because you're just sick of them? I, you know, I, I again, it's not. That's not the top of my gripes list. My my gripes list goes goes higher up than, than Tom. Anthony Six, though, what's going on, Anthony? These last two games are going to repeat eight more times before the season is over. I don't know what else there is to say other than Brunson is great. Play big, plays big for a small guy. Hashtag Bruntosaurus. It's funny. I know he had like a, a pretty good stat line. Um, I actually didn't think Brunson played that great of a game. Uh, first of all, he had four assists and three turnovers, which is about a close to the assist to turnover ratio as you're ever going to see him have in a game. And he had 23 um, shot, 23 points on seven to 16 shooting, got to the line eight times, two or four from deep. That'd be a good game. You know, but like we've gotten so spoiled that like to me, I was watching Brunson and I was like, yeah, hey, you know, solid Brunson game. Nothing, nothing special. As for the, 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 this, these back to backs repeating a bunch of times, like, are they around 500? They're two games under right now. If the, if this back to back scenario repeats, you know, eight more times and then after the eighth time, there's still like two games under 500. Then yeah, it'll go that many times because that's what's going to keep jobs here. If the losses start piling up more than the wins, then you're going to see a change. And I wonder if you're going to see a change of some kind, even if they stay around 500, which is what I suspect might happen. Luffy, Don wanted to be a Nick so bad he played like one. That's the comment of the night. Nice job, Luffy. Busy, what's going on, Busy? Tip should be fired for letting RJ have the first half and not benching him. And I've been an RJ fan, but his decision-making is terrible. Um, I don't know if you're talking about Tibbs' decision-making or RJ's decision-making. I don't think it matters, but I could, you could f- happily, happy to criticize both decisions. But again, with all this stuff, it's like, 
there's always there's always so much to consider. There's always so much to consider with the decisions that get made. And I'm I'm telling you, it's not all the coach. I could promise you that. Haju, Cam out of the rotation, the guy who saved Tibbs' job at Philly and other games. LOL, what a way to repay the guy. Hashtag trade 30, hashtag fire Leon, hashtag tank. Yeah, more Cam love. More Cam love. I would just urge you to perhaps go back and watch those Cam minutes from... Because from, here's the thing. It's not just that he had a bad game. He played... Cam played against Dallas like a guy who basically had a fuck this shit approach to the game. Which is like worse than just like... That's not bad execution. That's like... That's before you even step on the floor type of deal with his mentality and on both ends of the court, you know? Um, so uh, I don't know, uh, but it's fair. Cam Hive remains strong. Okay. Jew Kanye performing at halftime for Jewish heritage night makes more sense than this. win. <laughs> it's like spider was showing Tibbs mercy. I kid, but what now winning streak that could calm my nerves a bit. I, honestly, even like this team. So, you know, well, let's just, you know, might as well do it. We'll talk about the next couple of games for this team. So they obviously play in it. Uh, they play against Atlanta to finish off the home homestand. That's an ESPN game. That's on Wednesday, Friday night. They're at Charlotte. Charlotte's pretty bad. Figure they win that could win that game. Then you're back home for Sacramento, Sacramento, great offense, horrible defense. Um, I don't know if that's the best combination for the Knicks, but you know, we'll see. And then back to then you're you're with the Illinois trip, Chicago back to back, both in Chicago and then at Indiana. Like those six games, are the Knicks capable of going four and two in those six games? Like, yeah, of course they're capable of going four and two. They're they're capable of it. And then you got to coming back home, and it's another rough rough uh, couple games at home. But like, yeah, is it possible we're sitting here talking about a Knicks team that is fifteen and fifteen after thirty games? Sure. Should that change how anybody feels about this team? I don't know. From the from the sound of the super chat tonight, I, I don't know that it will. Is Donovan Mitchell a Nick today? <laughs> oh my God. I love this Twitter account. Reporting in, John, Donovan Mitchell is still not a Nick. Glad to see a win tonight. Is getting McBride minutes worth the absence of Cam? I think the difference between these two players is very simple. With Cam Reddish, there is... To me, even when he was playing pretty well this season, there was always a question of like, is this going to last, A, and B, does the organization believe in what they're seeing enough to make a large investment in this guy? Because I would imagine if that level of play kept up, it would have taken a large investment. Or do they dangle him in a trade? Do they take it to the summer and then play it by year or whatever? With Deuce, I think like... Everything that's been said about Deuce by the coach, everything that you hear about Deuce internally, his approach, his work ethic, the fact that he's drafted, he was drafted, excuse me, by this front office recently, fairly recently. You know, I think this might sound crazy to say because I'm not a Deuce guy and I'm pretty high on Cam's ceiling still as a role player. Um, but like, there's a part of me that's actually happy that they picked Deuce tonight. Over because if they if they ran Cam out there after the last game, it's like I don't I don't know. What does that say? What does that say to us? What does that say to the locker room? But of course, the immediate response is well, you keep running R.J. Barrett out there, and you keep running Julius Randle out there, even when they don't play defense, or in R.J.'s case, oftentimes are atrocious on offense, which gets back to the issues within the organization, which gets back to the the decisions that the coach makes and the accountability thing and the whole thing. It's all tied together, you know. Which is why none of this is easy. Um, Hush do with one more. I'm sorry. I refuse to believe Cam is still this erratic player. He had a bad game against the Mavs. Everyone had an atrocious game. Something is up. Um, I, I mean, you want to just just go with the numbers here, um, Andrew? If you want to come on and filibuster for uh, 15 seconds while I just pull up uh, the numbers of one. Cam Reddish. On to filibuster while you do that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, shout out to our friends over at WinBet for 
helping us out, putting uh, keeping the lights on for today's episode. Download the WinBet app now or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. You bet $100, you win $100. That's bet 100, win 100 at W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Download, bet, win. All right. So Cam Reddish, um, and I always like going to cleaning the glass because cleaning the glass doesn't, I think their statistic is better than, yeah, efficient. It's better than an effective field goal percentage because it takes into account how often you get to the line, how often you shoot free throws, how often you make free throws. For wings across the league, Cam Reddish is almost exactly league average. He's in the 49th percentile for points per shot attempt. Where he is not league average is in assist percentage. He has a 6.2 assist percentage, and that is something that has been a Cam Reddish bugaboo throughout his entire career. He does not pass the ball throughout the season. He has not passed the ball nearly enough. so, like, his offense has been okay, and his defense has been better than okay. Um, uh, it, I, I don't know. That's, I kind of do think he's still an erratic player. I, I, I need to see more because here's the thing: you've seen stretches like this from him in Atlanta. Go back and look at his game logs. Go back and look at his game logs. Even, even I think early last year, um, certainly in his second year, like he has stretches where he looks like. Oh my God, this is the guy that they drafted 10th overall and who was like, you know, top of his class. So, um, anyway. Buckle up. Give me more of this. And I'm, more Cam stuff? Man, I think you're, I don't know if you're just like not reading the room correctly, but like Cam was, I think, even to all of our standards, we were all wondering how high the ceiling could go. Then he got hurt. Then Grimes took his spot. And look, I, Personally, would have Grimes ahead of him in, in the death chart, but like Cam went from playing the most amount of minutes in the Denver game to like his minutes only decreasing while doing all the things that we were told Tibbs I, asked him to do and get better at. So, who wouldn't get dejected as a result? Which is why like the blueprint was on the line yesterday and tonight. You want to say the coaching change to bench Cam and We'll see what happens with D Rose was like a last gasp and it worked fine. I just, I want to see it work for more than one game when Cleveland's not coming into New York city on a Sunday night and uncharacteristically shooting eight of 35 from three. So a couple things. One, I, I don't believe this is just me, my belief, my belief. I don't believe any decision like the, the level of taking a guy out of the rotation gets made on the coaching staff alone. They discuss all of this shit. I, that I know. They discuss all the stuff. Now, how much of those discussions go into the ultimate decisions? Or is it just like, we're going to talk about this. Okay, do what you want, Tom. I don't know. I I'm obviously don't have anywhere near that sort of knowledge. But that's number one. Two, I've never really believed that this organization fully believed in Cam Reddish. So for me, sitting here, seeing him not play tonight, I'm not, I guess I'm not shocked. They traded like, a first-round pick for him. Yeah, okay. Um, John, and then they did. <laughs> Well, they they tra- we don't have to go over what they traded for Cam. It was a pick that they never wanted to begin with that they that they got for a pick that they never wanted to use, you know, and they tried to make the best use of the asset. It's mm-hmm. it's it was it was emblematic of some very dysfunctional organizational decision making when they made the trade. But to the point that I was making before about what have we seen from Cam already to start his season last year with the Hawks. Uh, first seven games, 16 points um, on 16 points a night on 45% from the field and 44% from three. His next eight games, 6.9 points per game on 28% from the field and 28% from three. And if you want to keep going, you could find similar stretches throughout his entire Hawks career. We would have these great stretches of play and then he would have these not so great stretches of play. Um, I'm not saying he's been that erratic this year. I think his defense has been pretty good to darn consistent and credit to him for that. Was he the best option tonight? Probably not. I, I mean, I you know, I don't know. I I just have a tough time he did everything that was asked of him for he, however many games it was. I know you're going to you're going to downplay it and you could go to the numbers and point to how he's bad he's been recently and as his minute load has gone down like 
we talked about this on Thursday slash Friday. Like these players are guys that need minutes and reps and that builds confidence. And if you did everything right to be the highest minute getter in a win on the road to then all of a sudden you're getting nine minutes and a half against, you know, uh, at home and all these, in these, these close games, you know, your confidence would be shot too. Like go to Quickly's shooting slumps, go to RJ's shooting slumps, go to Quentin Grimes shooting 30% from three sure. this yeah. year. And that's why you I know? think it has, I think it has more to do more, more to do with than just what we're seeing on the floor. I think there is definitely 100% influenced by whether they think this guy is a long-term player for them. Now, if you're mad that the DMP tonight is going to influence his trade value, uh, okay. I, don't think it, I don't think it does at all either. That's the thing. If you're well, telling if, me that they did this because they're 26th in defense fine. and they needed a more a better defensive player, if you're like, a higher ceiling defensive player in Deuce, and it's just like, we have enough wings, but rather play Grimes 40 minutes. But then if you're going to go back to Derrick Rose on Wednesday, and it's not a way to maximize in a nine-man rotation these wings that are better defensively, then and what is this? The Rose thing is ridiculous. I said that already. I completely, right. I'm, I'm completely on board with that being a, the wrong decision for right now, moving forward, the whole thing. The Cam thing, I... <sighs> I don't see the the ceiling that I see is a is a potentially really fairly high level role player, and I wonder again he's rep by clutch. He's getting paid this summer. He's a restricted free agent. I wonder how much of the behind the scenes is potentially influencing their decision making, because again, one thousand percent. They are thinking about what they could get for this guy, and they—I believe—they have been thinking about what they could get this guy for this guy for a while now, since before the season, during the season so far. Um, we, yeah, we discussed it on the pregame show that the with December fifteenth around the corner, a lot of decisions might be getting made with that, uh, with that in mind. Um, look, I'm not a member of the Cam Hive. I don't think he's like should be in the conversation with RJ Barrett, as far as importance on this team, I do empathize with somebody that is like, he was playing well. He was averaging like over 25, 30, All close right. to 30 minutes a game, did nothing wrong. And then saw his minutes get lower and lower and lower and lower. Like, yeah, I, 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 and I, I you know what? With that. Those are the breaks when you're a role player in the NBA. And that's what he is. He's a role player. He's an inconsistent role player who's had a nice year and then went out and had, the worst stretch of basketball of his season at probably the wrong time. Okay. Then that's, that's where you're coming from. I'm letting you know where the other side. Is yeah, no, I hear it. I, I, but again, you know, this sometimes I'm just not in tune with I know. some of the, some of the thoughts. And this is one of those. Well, aware. all right, I'm out here. 